0: But if we build our life on Christ, they cannot overtake us, not because of us, not because of the house we build or the life we build, but because on whom we build it. Hello and welcome to the Rooted Together podcast. I'm your host, Charles Egwood, and today we are in Matthew 15, 32 through Matthew chapter 16. In these verses, we see that Jesus is all we need. In all that we should be seeking, seek nothing else. The disciples, like us, often don't really grasp all who Jesus is. They see him feed 5,000 people, and then later, 4,000 people in the last part of chapter 15. But they worry in this chapter, in chapter 16, that they have no bread to eat on a boat. And the Pharisees also display a lack of belief by asking for yet another sign. And Peter rightly confesses Jesus, and yet fails to acknowledge what that confession means. Jesus reminds Peter, and also us, that faith in Jesus is understanding who he is and why he came giving up everything, giving up our very lives. So let's look at the last part of chapter 15, 1532 through 1612. And we're going to title this little section, Faith and Understanding. You see, it's about bread. Jesus feeds 4,000 people. Bread, life-sustaining bread, is what Jesus gives to 4,000. It was out of his compassion. No bread, no problem. So fast forward to an encounter with the Pharisees demanding a sign. Now it seems unconnected, but let me connect it for you here. The Pharisees are demanding a sign. Jesus has just fed 4,000 people. They want a sign despite all of the other signs Jesus has already given them. So feeding the 4,000 wasn't enough for them. Healing the sick isn't enough for them. Raising the dead isn't enough for them. Casting out the demons, not enough for the Pharisees. Now, their teaching and lack of faith begins to spread, and yet Jesus calls this out on the boat. Jesus is teaching about the spreading of that kind of lack of faith the Pharisees display. And quite comically here, the disciples think that Jesus is angry, because he's actually using the, the analogy of leaven, and he talks about the, they're like leaven and it will spread, their teaching will spread. And they start worrying, we have no bread to eat. And he's angry that we didn't bring the bread. Now, that's comical because he just fed, like literally just fed 4,000 people and had only five loaves to do it. Clearly, bread, no problem for Jesus. In fact, they had no bread, really didn't bother him because if he needed bread, he could make it happen. The issue was about the Pharisees' teaching, And the disciples comically get this teaching wrong. You see, the problem is the disciples had no faith. The disciples are worried about the fact they had no bread. The problem is they lack faith, and we often do as well. We see all that God does, and yet we still often lack faith. We are often like the Pharisees, demanding or asking for yet another sign in spite of all of the other signs Jesus has given. And Jesus calls out their lack of faith. Now, it's interesting because, again, the context is bread. He's angry. We don't have any bread. And he calls out their faith because it is their lack of faith and lack of understanding that that prompts them to worry about the bread and fail to see the teaching of Jesus, talking about the Pharisees' unbelief spreading. And yet there are evidence that it does spread. So we jump quickly now to verse 13 through 20 of chapter 16, where it's a very famous section. We get the right confession by Peter. So following the lesson of bread, that Jesus Jesus will now ask his disciples who he is, or at least who people are saying that he is. And it's not enough simply to recognize bad teaching because a lot of people are wrong about who they think Jesus is. They think he's Elijah, the prophet. They don't know who he is. They think maybe John the Baptist resurrected. and uh, We saw that in the last chapter, in chapter 15. And yet, the issue here is that's bad teaching. You see, when we examine people's teaching, you must look at who they say Jesus is. If he is anything other than fully God, that teaching is dangerous and it is wrong. You must have a right confession of who Jesus is. It matters who Jesus is for you. He is not merely a prophet or teacher. If he is merely a prophet or teacher, you're not with him. He must be the foundation of everything that we are. If he is not our foundation, your house will fall. Peter rightly calls out that Jesus is the long-awaited-for Messiah. After all, this is what Matthew has been building to. Yet it is on this confession that the church is built. Now, there's a lot of question with, did Jesus call Peter the rock, or did he call the confession the rock, or was he himself the rock? And We know from the whole of Scripture, Jesus is the rock, and therefore that confession is rock-solid because it's built on the rock of Christ. In Peter's confession puts the foundation in the right place. At least that is my interpretation of this pretty contested passage. But what we see from the flow of the chapter is that this—it it is this confession, this truth that the church is built and your lives are built on. Because Christ is the rock. No force can overtake Christ. They can overtake us, but if we build our life on Christ, they cannot overtake us, not because of us, not because of the house we build or the life we build, but because on whom we build it. Now, we also see that this God, this is a God-revealed truth to Peter. We will not reach the divine on our own merit or, our, or on our own understanding. Our Father is revealed to us. Our Father has revealed to us Jesus. Now, we see that right confession must lead to right living, and this is 21 through the end of the chapter. Peter made a right confession, But he does not yet understand it. You see, Jesus explains what the title of Messiah means. Peter argues with Jesus. Jesus must be wrong. He's right that Jesus is the Son of God, the long-awaited-for Messiah, but he doesn't fully comprehend all that that means because Jesus tells him they are going to arrest me and they are going to kill me. In fact, in the next few chapters, Jesus will continuously point the disciples to the reality that is impending his crucifixion. And Peter argues and Jesus rebukes Peter. Jesus had just commended Peter on his right confession and now he rebukes him because he doesn't understand the cost of that confession. If what Peter confesses is true, then what Jesus says next must also be true and lived. There's a cost to pay. It is our life. Cost of following Jesus is denial of self. This is an affront to our modern culture. By the way, we believe that our that our self is the height of existence. Be your true self, is the motto and the mantra of today's culture. This is a in in fact in in a sense it's a re, a new religion or really not a new religion it's a very old religion but it's it's a religious thing that we would say our self is the height of all that we are. Height of existence is recognizing the self. Yet Jesus condemns this very thing at the very core of that confession, saying, if you want to be my disciple, you must take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Denying self is the height of following Jesus, the only true way to be his disciple. Jesus calls us to deny who we are, to kill it, and to follow him. Our new identity is now found only in Christ. Right confession must lead to right, right, right living, and that right living is denial of self, following Jesus and his teachings. Peter will soon find out what that means, oh, that we would embrace Christ over ourself. I'd like to thank you for listening to Rooted Together, and I look forward to joining you in Matthew chapter 17. Next time, I'll see you there.